now got in for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Episode 150 of the NYYST Podcast. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You! And... Stat Guy, Rye. What up? What's going on, fellas? What up? Not much. You feeling okay, Rye? I'm great. Last week, you were a little uh, under the weather. Yeah, dude, I was not feeling well. I didn't want to get everybody sick. He was sicky. (laughs) Feeling better now. Thanks for asking. No, no problem, bro, because I'm a quality human being, and I care about other people and how Are they feel. Are you, though? Mm-hmm. Are you? Just, I just don't care about how you feel. That doesn't mean how I feel about other people. Right. Does that clarify things for you? Clar- clarified. So we actually have some... Uh, <clears throat> actually, before we get to that, how about a uh, how about a request for a five-star rating and review Please. on iTunes? How about from, that? From the fan base out there. If you're not a douchebag... Head to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. Even if you are, we'll take Even one. Even if you are a douchebag, we will take one from and, you. And go to YouTube and subscribe to the show if you want to watch us. And <clears throat> If you want to watch me, watch you. Watch the game. Watch me, watch the game. Today is uh, we're doing week two of the Keep em, Dump Dumpums, and we actually flubbed here because... Uh, We'll get to this in a second. We should have known. We should have did our homework a little, yeah. a little better. And two guys that are going to be voted on next week should have been voted on uh, either last week or this week. Because yeah, but you know what, bro? Let me give you a little credit here. You say time and time again, it's not about what the Yankees are going to do, whatever. It's about you as the voter, right? So maybe there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't have kept Chapman. Yeah, but it's going to influence the voting now. It definitely will. We fucked up. <clears throat> well, technically you did because I let you pick the groupings. No, no, yeah, no. You chose the initial names. I chose the 15 names, correct. But I let you choose the groupings and when they would be voted on. You know you know when you know the character of someone? Sorry. I stepped on when When they Sorry. are in a moment like you are and they just throw someone, throw someone under the bus. But I initially said we... Flubbed. Now it's me. But now it's you. So now I have to give all the blame to you because then I realized that I left it up to you when this was supposed to be your decision. Garbage human being. Yeah, you are a garbage Who human Who is the being. other one? Uh, Edwin Encarnacion. Right, the Yankees right, right. declined his um But they could option. still they could still sign him. They're not going to. I don't see it happening. They get, they bought out his uh, 2020 option for five mil. They're not going to. But they could. I think we'll get into him further next week. I just think the postseason really left a lot. In the ALCS left a sour taste in everybody's mouth. It, it was almost like um, it reminded me a lot of Starlin Castro a couple years ago when he was like a guy we all loved and he did great in the regular season. Then he just had that really shitty postseason. Yeah, but they also traded him for John Carl Stan. Yeah, but right away, right after that, you just said, you said it. Castro's probably going to be gone. You just had that feeling. You knew they weren't going to pick up Encarnacion after that shit performance. Okay. <clears throat> so first uh, thing up here, we, we weighed it because we found out that then it was uh, Aroldis Chapman had to make a decision by 12.01 uh, Sunday morning on what the opt-out was going to be, which I didn't realize, but apparently it was that he had, there was a timetable on it. Um, 12.01. Thank you. Are you Are you the parrot now? 
since Edwin Carnacion. <laughs> Twelve oh one. Uh, you got to give a lot of respect for Chapman because <laughs> there were rumors during the year. I think that he was planning on opting out, and he shut them down immediately during the year and said he wants to be a New York Yankee and made yeah. his work. Yeah, man. Because he's going to be voted on in the keep him dump him next week. I think we should leave the emotion out of it and yeah. really break down that part of it next week of whether we want him here or not. But it's going to be kind of hard to do that without giving an opinion on the contract. Uh, he did not opt out, and because of that, the Yankees extended him uh, past 2021. He gets an additional year for 2022 at $18 million a year. So he's going to play the next two seasons under his current deal for uh, $30 million over the next two seasons. So essentially, he's got three years and $48 million left on his contract. I th- I, I mean, I thought it was a friendly deal. I thought Chapman could have gotten more if he went out there. Could he have? Yeah. How old is Craig Kimbrell? I don't know, but... Because the oldest Chapman is going to be 32 heading into the season? Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. I, I, I don't know. I just see... I, the way Chapman has transformed himself and kind of... Chapman a, will turn 32 in February, and Craig Kimbrell is how old right now? 31. He's going to turn 32 in May, so... They're basically the same age. I just feel like Chapman's kind of reinvented himself a little bit and shown shown that he could sustain his quality of, you know, pitches for a longer amount of time. All right, but the precedent was already set on a top-tier closer. Yeah, no, you're right. No one really wants to hit free agency anymore. Right? I mean, that's the that's the general consensus here. So it was a good it was a smart idea on Chapman's part and to not opt out, he gets to keep the thirty mil, and he gets an additional eighteen for not opting out. And so. come on, you think he doesn't want? You think he doesn't want a, another shot at this? To to be in Game Six or Seven and and not give up the walk off home run and take this team to the World Series, you and, know, and hopefully win. Uh, Craig Kimbrell might be one of the ugliest human beings. I on fucking the planet. hate him. I hate his guts. I actually hate his guts. He looks like a fucking gremlin. That's what he looks like to me. He looks like a garden gnome. Garden gnome, that's it. Ugh. He does. I fucking hate him. Um, what was I gonna say? We we're gonna speak on Arolis Chapman as a baseball player, not a human being, because I know a lot of what Twitter wants to discuss is the incident back before he was traded to the Yankees. He was suspended for domestic altercation, and you know the Yankees still decided to trade for him and then sign him back and now give him another extension. So if you want to get into the moral ambiguities of it all, that's that's fine. But we're going to keep it baseball related, baseball related. And I'm not saying I condone anything that happened or didn't happen. You know, I've read the reports. It's doesn't. It's you know, getting into a fight with your girlfriend, whatever, regardless of. Whether you hit her, you didn't hit her. There's a lot of disputed reports on that. Uh, he did get into an altercation with her. He decided to vent. He was going to shoot a gun in his garage. So it does. Yeah, I mean that's normal. <laughs> it's a- uh, so it's not that I condone it. I just want to talk about this as a this is a baseball podcast. So we want to talk about this on a baseball level. And if you want us a, to do a psychology on podcast a, on a baseball level. I don't think that letting a role this Chapman go was would have been a good idea. No, it would have been a very dumb idea. Could the Yankees have been? Oh, would the Yankees have been okay 
if a role is Chapman opts out and goes sign another team. Yeah, because I think it's time to stop putting so much stock into the bullpen. I think it's fun. I think it's great. I think um, I think it's just always a great security to have a dominant bullpen like the Yankees have had, but you don't need it. You just don't, right? You don't if, if you're going to have some elite starting pitching. And the Nationals proved that. Congrats I- to the Nationals, by the way. Yeah, the Nationals won the World Series, so good for them. I mean, the Nationals proved that. Right. That was a what a crazy World Series. Yeah. What a great World Series. It, it's a shame like three game. people watched it. Like yeah, we're the only ever. three people, I think, that watched the whole fucking thing. But it's a shame because it was a great World Series. And I'm not just saying that because because the Astros lost. I mean, I thought it was a great World Series all around. You watched like three innings of the. No, I didn't watch the first two games. I was still like very depressed. Very depressed. But then I turned it back on. I was like, you know what? The Nationals are a fun team to watch. They really are. I love I mean Stras Strasburg, did you have any uh any doubt he was he was gonna opt out? One of the best postseason performances throughout a playoff. Guy's season. got a hundred million dollars guaranteed and he's willing to bet that he's gonna get himself more than that. So yeah. I mean, when you go five and zero in the postseason and win your team a World Series. With their backs up against the wall, winning game that game six. Yeah, that was. I knew immediately. I texted it before the game. I tweeted it before the game that he would win MVP if they won it all. And then Patrick Corbin actually was a big part of that game seven. Yeah, he, he came out of the bullpen and did a great job. So he got the win in that game seven. I. I'm, yeah, so are any did. of those guys bullpen guys? Was Max Scherzer in game seven a bullpen guy? No. No, but it's all connected to your point. Then you need a Max Scherzer. You, you need, need an elite starting pitcher. Top three. And you guy. know what? I think in the why bull- don't you have an elite starting pitcher and an elite bullpen? Why do you need to discern between the two of them? You why don't. Can't you have you both. Don't. You don't. Yeah. I what I'm both. saying, you asked the question: Do you need it? Do you need him to win it? No. I asked if my actual question was: Would the Yankees have been okay if he had left? And the answer is uh, yes. They the way they're the way they are structured right now. No. What do you mean? No. Yeah. I still think they would have been fine. Yeah. Maybe fine to lose in Game Six of. In ALCS, they again. lost Game Six of the World ALCS with him. They can obviously lose it without him. I'm saying they with need their bullpen. Pitcher. Okay, I'm you talking know? about their bullpen right now. Their bullpen would have been fine as long as Batances is coming back. They would have been fine. I don't even think they. But it, if you look at their bullpen even without Dylan Batances, it would. I think they're fine. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So this is just you just wanting to fine. Be argumentative about shit. I'm not being argumentative. Oh, they need starting pitching. No they do. kidding. They do. No kidding. And it's and you know, oh. let's beat that horse right now. Just beat him. You want to beat that fucking horse? Is a start up. Oh, they need starting pitching. And my, fa- and my favorite, my <laughs> my favorite response to the Aroldis Chapman thing today is, hey, could have used the money on a starting pitcher. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. <laughs> that's my favorite. First of all, let's assume that the Yankees are operating under a budget, which we don't know that they are. We don't. We can assume that they are. We don't know that they are. We don't know what their budget is. Aroldis Chapman is under contract for 2020 regardless if he opted out. I mean, re- without this extension. Nothing has changed regarding that. I agree. So the Yankees, it really wasn't even in the Yankees' hands. Just stupid. Whether or not he came back this season or not, right. it was in his hands. So. His hands, regardless, if he, as long as he didn't opt out, he was coming back regardless. So the Yankees could have been like, "Yeah, you know what? We're going to play hardball here. We're not going to give you an extension." And Chapman could have still been like, 
yeah, all right, I'll just take your $30 million and play the next two seasons. And then what would that have done? You still have to budget that. So it has no bearing on whether or not you can get a starting pitcher that had rolled a Chapman came back because that money really doesn't kick in for another three years, two two years, whatever. You'd have to imagine that Holy Chapman. shit, dude. Was that a sneeze just now? No. What was that noise right there? A cough? Oh, that sounded like a siren, man. That scared the crap out of me. I watched so that sorry. back. <laughs> <laughs> did you jump in the video? I definitely did. You can watch us on YouTube, by the way. Subscribe and watch <laughs> that guy ride jump. Sound like a fox screaming or a siren. You'd have to imagine Holy that Chapman <laughs> that Chapman has plans to retire as a Yankee at this point. Right? He agrees to a one year extension. By that time he'll be how old did we say? Thirty five. Wait, so how how many years is he definitely on the Yankees for three. another three? It, it'll be interesting to see if he's about to go through that transition where that fastball isn't what it is. I We're mean, seeing it already. We are already seeing it. You're right, but it's still 97. Like when he's throwing 94, it will be interesting to see if he ever even gets that. I don't point. know. You think he's going to retire at 34 years old? No. He's how well, he old might now? if he wants. He's going to turn 32 like in February. Okay. So 33 next year, and 34 will be his final year of the contract. So he's going to be and he'll be going on 35. And 35. Maybe he'll look for a couple years. Yeah, that's know that's a little far away. I though. think <laughs> I think we're f- very fairly can confidently say that he's done being a Yankee at the end of these three years. But I don't know if he's going to look to retire. At, at least that the point. Yankee closer next three years. We shall see. I don't know. I've, to me personally, I think they're going to they might be in a little trouble with him in that final year because we've already seen a dip in velocity. Yeah, there's a lot that's of times why that, it'll be interesting to see how if he can improve that slider even more because this year, right? Would you say that this was the best year by for far. his slider? By far. And you have to give him credit. He didn't have a slider before this year, to be honest. And you have to give him credit in the sense that he's worked on it to make it a good pitch for him. And to clarify my sarcasm, I know he threw the slider before this season. It was just terrible. What I meant was it didn't become a a weapon until 2019. I mean, that thing was lethal. It was lethal. It, it was always just a compliment the to his guys, fastball. He right. hung one, he hung a slider <laughs> to Altuve. How good of a pitch could yeah. it be? Well, here's the thing. True. You're right. You're right, right? It Terrible used to pitch. be a compliment to the fastball. Mm-hmm. This year, even without the fastball, that thing was... Because there was a lot of games, especially towards the end of the season, that Chapman couldn't find his fastball. He couldn't find the, he yeah, couldn't find game, the plate with his fastball. That last game against Houston. He Every couldn't. game. Yeah, I mean... And that's something you don't want to see either. Very rarely. I mean, honestly, out of every 10 Chapman appearances, what, eight, he he loses it for at least a batter where he can't find the plate? Oh, yeah. At least. You know what I would really like to see him come up with? A two-seamer or a cutter? Yes. He would actually be. Cutter. And here's here's why. Maybe a cutter. I see that fastball turning into a cutter. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And and that he would be so filthy if he could do that. With with a cutter? Yeah, but he just doesn't have the control with his fastball. Now you want him to put movement on it? Yeah. Yeah, but he was able to control a slider for the most part. Yeah, but a slider is. No, you're right. I agree. I completely agree. But that, if uh, Rawls Chapman throwing a cutter, get Mo on it. Call him up. Yeah, maybe. I mean, look. Pitching coach. We, need, a, we a do cutter, need a pitching coach. Might a, as cutter well get and, Mo, huh? a cutter and a slider. I wish I was. I had a baseball. I could be like A-Rod right now. See, this is where you hold a sh- for the slider. You need to sh- uh, sliders. I used to throw a cutter, but it was really just a faster slider for me. I used to have different variations of my slider. Was Larry fired before or after the last pod? Well, since we have him next on the next topic. <sighs> Every week he does this shit. Oh, where? 
I can't, oh, I can't see those topics. My bad. If it was flipped, I'd been able. Don't you don't have to. I can't see that far. Wow, you need better glasses. Though. Jump in the gun, guy. Well, I, I'm, I'm colorblind, so I can't see see those colors over there. <laughs> They're all blending. <laughs> I apologize. Anyway, I used to throw different variations of my slider, mm-hmm. and depending on the count, if it was an O2 count, I'd drop one in and slow it down. But one one count, I might throw it more like a cutter. Maybe that's what he could do. Mm-hmm. He just can't hang it like he did in game six. Okay, he threw, he threw a bad pitch. Okay. So we should hang him. We should hang him because he hung one. Right. Agreed. All right. So now Ryan, jumping the guy, jumping the gun guy, Rye, wants to bring this yeah, up. Yeah, we, we, did we talk about Larry yet? Or? No. All right, cool. No. Let's get on. Grandpa Larry. Grandpa Larry has been sent to the retirement community. The Yan- I'm shocked he's not going to Philly. I really am. Did they hire someone yet? No, apparently he's not. Apparently he's not going. Girardi passes. passes. Yeah, okay, okay, he passed. Really? He passed? He dumped him. Yeah, but that could be bullshit. He's dumped. So earlier this week, uh, the Yankees announced that Larry Rothschild will not be returning as a pitching coach in 2020. And Twitter threw a giant party because, you know, they hate Larry Rothschild. So, you know. Uh, He's a loser. Chris, you had the numbers. I did. And I was, someone wrote an article and used my shit. Also, Uh, just so you know, the Phillies, the Phillies hired uh, pitching coach Brian Price. Okay. So Larry's out officially. Wow. Brian Price is solid. He's okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I did have the numbers, and do you want me to like pull them up? Do you think it's, it's up a, to you it, if you want to read them on the yeah, show? Yeah, I mean, I will. Because I always felt that Larry got too much of the blame, and I not that I'm a big Larry Rothschild fan, or thought that he did an overly good job. I just think that he got too much of the blame. Um, that fans wanted to use Grandpa Larry as a scapegoat every time the. Something went wrong with the pitching. Do you have it? Yeah, I do. And look, this doesn't, and I said this in my tweet, it doesn't mean that I wasn't on board with Larry going. I'm not defending him in this tweet. I think it was time for him to go. I thought it was time for him to go last year. But I just wanted to point out the fact that he really wasn't that bad. It's all about results at the end of the day, and he wasn't that bad. In his tenure... As Yankees pitching coach from 2011 to 2019, this is how the team ranked in some bigger categories. Wins first, saves first, strikeouts first, ERA plus tied for second, ERA tied for fourth, walks tied for fourth, whip fifth, oh sorry, walks fourth, whip fifth, innings pitched fifth, hits fifth. In the AL, that's where they ranked. I don't understand this. Top five. In everything. Is this just the starting pitchers? No. And wouldn't everybody have the same amount of innings pitched? Okay, so <laughs> this is why afterwards I I was like, I shouldn't have really included innings pitched, right? Because I was like, it doesn't matter across the board. And no, that's not true. Because a lot of uh, road teams that are losing don't get to pitch right. that ninth Only inning. Eight innings. Some teams have extra innings, so on and so forth. I wasn't going, I shouldn't have included it, but I'm actually glad I did because there would have been assholes out there 
that said, yeah, well, where did they rank in innings pitch because this fucking team never fucking throws enough innings, even though they wouldn't have thought of it logically in the sense of the, that we just did. But anyway, it, in the other categories, this team was top five in everything. That doesn't mean that I'm defending him. It doesn't mean I think he it wasn't his time to go. Just means like calm the fuck down a little. I think this is Joe okay? this is uh Joe Girardi syndrome all over again. And I'm sorry, someone fought me that he ruined Sonny Gray because Sonny Gray said so. Okay, here's what Sonny Gray's statement about Larry made me throw too many sliders. Here's what all that did. It made Sonny Gray, it proved to us that Sonny Gray is a fucking little dumb bitch who doesn't know how to pitch, who doesn't know how to speak up for himself. That's all it did. But again, why did Sonny Gray pitch as good as he did on the road? Exactly. Yeah, right. Was Larry not in the uh, clubhouse on the road? Did Larry not pitching coach him? Was he not the pitching coach for Sonny Gray no, for yeah. his road starts? No, only at home. I don't... Th- this is... I, I, again... You talk about beating dead horses. This horse, there's yeah, nothing. but you know what? The, there's the nothing fans le- beat it. There's nothing left of this horse. You can't even scrape up anything to beat on this horse. Sonny Gray just couldn't pitch in the fucking Bronx. It's the and end that, of it. And it's okay. You want to know why? Because he's gone. So stop bringing him up. Larry in, in ruined arguments. Sonny Gray. Right. If you look at Sonny, again, look at Sonny Gray's road splits. If Sonny Gray pitched to that across... Even comparable to he that, would have been at a Cy home, Young Award winner. He'd still be here. He would have been. He couldn't pitch in New York. I, I won't. He couldn't pitch. It's not that he couldn't pitch for the Yankees. He couldn't pitch in Yankee Stadium. Right. I want a Larry Sonny reunion in Cincy. Maybe uh, he can go be the pitching coach imagine, out there. Imagine he'd be like, no, no, because they, free. Well, they brought you know. in they brought in Sonny's like babysitter from uh, <laughs> second grade to be his pitching coach. Well, so. You know, guys. Um, I had oh, a really like good year movie. last year, and I'm just thinking maybe it's not the best time to bring Larry I here. I just don't want to hear. I just don't want to hear Sonny it's Gray like is the Daisy. reason why <laughs> Larry Rothschild wasn't a good pitching coach. No. And yeah, oh look, Sonny Gray was really good this year. He pitched to a, what? He had a sub three array in, in in Cincinnati this Dude, year. Dude, he was great. He was phenomenal. Why? Star. Why? How right. many people paid attention to Sonny Gray this year? Um, three. I actually. Probably five to ten. Sonny Gray had a, and they were all Yankee fans. Two point eight seven, and they were all this year, and they were all Yankee fans. Going, look how good he's doing. There's no Larry. Look how good he's doing. Two hundred and five strikeouts. People in Cincinnati didn't even know. People in Cincinnati didn't even know they got him. (laughs) So they were like my mom every every Yankee game, literally (laughs) every fucking Yankee game. She could watch twenty Yankee games in a row. Who's this? Is he new? Ma. It's fucking Didi Gregorius. Okay? He's been on the team for fucking five years. When they get him. Five that's, years ago. that's Reds fans when when Sonny Gray pitches. And his walks were down because if you really if you look at it, he pitched uh, I don't know how you would prorate this, but he, he wasn't had, trembling on the mound. He had sixty eight walks in hundred and seventy five innings and he had fifty seven walks in hundred and thirty innings the previous season. Yeah. So obviously to me that would seem like his controls a little was a little bit better this year. His Only whip, three more home runs in in thirty uh, forty five more. His innings. whip was down. I mean, come everything. Larry. Yeah. Well. Yeah. His his walks per nine were down. Three point five yeah. this year to three point nine last year. His strikeout per nine was up by two full strikeouts. All star. <sighs> Fucking Larry, man. It's yeah. I mean, it's Larry's fault. Larry. Well, Larry can go somewhere else and ruin another starting pitcher somewhere. Yeah. 
So apparently, if you uh, believe what you <clears throat> what was said out there, maybe it seemed like the Yankees. It had nothing to do with the postseason, and I don't think it would have been fair to get rid of Larry off the postseason because again. As we stated, it's not really the reason why they lost the series uh, pitching. I think their pitching did well enough to get mm-hmm. them to the World Series. Uh, but, you know, they didn't hit timely in, in a timely fashion. The issue uh, seemed to be that, or they said that it was kind of decided upon during the year that they were probably going to move away from Larry in 2020 uh, because they wanted more of an analytically driven uh, pitching coach. So, I mean, it was just time. It was time. There's an analytically driven pitcher that calls the games for the Yankees that a lot of the fans are clamoring to be the pitching coach. So, I mean, you know, David Cohn, is he a candidate? I don't know. No. Sounds like it's going to be a college coach. They're, like, very high on these college pitching coach coaches. I guess maybe they're coming up. A different breed with the analytics. I don't know. See, now the question is: is uh, does uh, Cashman trust Boone enough now that he doesn't need a veteran presence in the dugout anymore? Probably in his, in his third year. Probably. And I just think Coney. I, I don't get me wrong. I I would love to wake up and see that headline. You, uh, University of Michigan pitching coach and uh, Arkansas University yeah. pitching coaches were interviewed apparently for the Yankees opening. Chris Fetter apparently they love. Um, but anyway, don't get me wrong. I would I would love to see that Cone. He knows Chris Fetter personally. Yeah, is, well they have the same first name. So. Yes, is would be the pitching coach. I'd love to see that. But I Cone's like Cone has kind of a track record in the clubhouse as a player. Like he didn't get along with everyone, and I don't know if that's something they're they'd be nervous about that he would kind of ruin that chemistry. Oh yeah, you heard that? No, no. I'm just that's just my own opinion. Wait, I, he doesn't. Li- he didn't get along with everybody. Where'd you get? Oh, that he openly talked about. Oh yeah, where? His, when did his he say relationship that? with uh, Jorge Posada, and that he was a dick as, as when he was uh, hitting his veteran years. Okay. He was a dick in the clubhouse to a lot of guys because he was frustrated okay. and took it out on a lot of guys in the clubhouse okay. when he shouldn't have. Okay. He personally went and apologized to Jorge Posada okay. so, for how he treated him. Mm, that's interesting. So that means that he's going to be a dick to everybody now. No, 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 no. Mm, I like how you jumped to conclusions. I'm not one of these people who live in this country who just haven't. Oh, uh, no, we're going to go on this. Uh, okay. I live in the country, country. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe that's something that they're like, you know what, maybe Coney's a little, even though he's new school with analytics, maybe he's a little too old school for us I don't, in that sense. So um, the Twins were the first team to really start this new trend of pitching coaches from college. Collage. And this guy uh, that they hired, what's his name here, Wes Johnson? Arkansas. He was, he was Arkansas, and that's where the guy that the Yankees are interviewing Arkansas? is from, right? So maybe they know they got some... Uh, Something brewing over there in uh, the Razorback country. In Arkansas? That's all they have out there, right? Yeah, they got college, They don't really do anything else. Sports, yeah. That's, they farm the and they play thing. baseball and, yeah. and football. So that's pretty – I mean, that's – it, if they're interviewing two of those guys, it, it certainly looks like that they're, they're headed towards that direction of getting a younger guy from this new age of baseball, more <laughs> the analytically driven yeah. you know, type of coach. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Tony Brunton, go ahead. 
I just think that if they don't change the bench coach, it just it maybe it just kind of says that they're at a point with Boone now where they don't feel like he needs that veteran yeah. with him anymore. Because that was kind of what you heard of why they kept Larry around yeah. too. I think that was open. I think they were open about that. That veteran presence. Maybe Boone was like, yo, fuck this guy. Yeah, probably was. He's like, dude, he's old. He fucking falls asleep. He smells like game. Odor he smells like him. shit. Yeah, it's like he smells like half eaten Werther's originals, and I can't deal with it. Like, that's, yeah. uh, you know. It's like I got to fight the guy just to, like just to make a fucking mound visit. You know. He doesn't want to walk out there. Yeah. I caught him I caught him eating fucking mothballs in the clubhouse one day. Meanwhile, the Mets had a fucking 98-year-old pitching coach who fucking sprinted out to the mound mm. and turned the rotation around. Grandpa Larry. Grandpa. <clears throat> so, yeah, you know, Larry's gone, so now it's one less thing for everybody to complain about. We'll find another. Don't worry. Larry! Just, uh, you know, again, I don't think that Larry was the uh, was the as bad as a lot of fans made him out to be, but again, I'm not crying that he's gone, so can move on from the Larry Rothschild era of the, of Yankee baseball. See ya. Uh, we're going to talk a little Metsies here before we get to the Keevum Dumpums. The Mets hired a manager on, uh, when, when did it come out? Thursday, Friday? I think it was Friday. I think it was Friday. Carlos Beltran is the new manager of the New York Metropolitans. And for once, I'm not going to rip the Mets. I actually really like this hire for them. Yeah. If you weren't going to go with Girardi... The, he was the next guy. Like, if they did go with Perez, like we were all reading, that would have just been the fucking epitome of the Mets organization. It showed uh, what Brian Cashman thought of Carlos Beltran, that he gave him a job immediately after interviewing for the managerial position. And it said that it was really down to him and Boone when the Yankees hired Aaron Boone. And, like, look, Aaron Boone's done a great job. I think we've all agreed but when uh, the interview process was going on, I wanted Carlos Beltran here over Aaron Boone. Uh, and now the Mets have hired uh, Carlos Beltran. I'm hearing uh, they could be reaching out to Collins to be a bench coach. Oh, yeah, you heard, heard that. that. You were the only one that heard that. No. You're Which, such a dick if, today. If I'm Terry Collins. You better change your fucking attitude. Oh, here we go. I, I would not be able to accept that job. Why? Trigger. What's he do? What's Terry Collins doing? I, I can't. What's he going to go that, golfing that would, with Larry Rothschild? Would, no, he works no, for the Mets. At that point, yeah, it's, that, that's a boost to my ego at that point. I don't, I don't think <laughs> I'd want to. But where else is he going? Just, I wouldn't want to be a bench. He wants to be back on the field. I wouldn't want to be the bench coach for a team that I was once the manager for. Yeah, but he already works for the I Mets. I know, you're right. Honestly, I I forgot that he was working for the Mets, so you're I right. I had no idea he was working for them. But back in the uniform, on the bench. Uh, but, no, you're. I honestly, I when I had that thought, I didn't take that into consideration, so maybe that already is uh, in the past. I do think this is a very good hire for the Mets. Now, it was their best hire given. I have a question, though. See. Wasn't I thought? Weren't there reports that Eduardo Perez was supposed to have the job, or those were just rumors? Uh, yeah, no, no. Somebody people were tweeting that it seemed like he had been the front runner, but it really, I guess, nothing came of that. I thought it was going to be end up being Bogar. I thought that's why they were waiting to make an announcement. They were waiting to interview him. Who? Sorry, I didn't hear you. The Nationals' first base coach. Oh, okay. The Nationals' first base coach. Yes. I mean, Beltran, he was big with tipping pitches. He, I think he helped Severino, uh, right? Paxton. And pa- Paxton this year. 
So I mean, he'll, I think he'll be a great player manager, somebody with experience on the field, and then you know with working with Cashman, now he has experience off the field. It's going to be, I think it's a good. And hire. he just he's just always been a guy that everyone's loved. And good he, clubhouse. He knows guy. the game too. You think he's in the Hall of Fame? Close. Mm, it's close. That's a close one. I don't think he makes switch it. hitter. What uh, center fielder? Uh, World Series champ, right? He won it with Houston. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. His position is going to hold him back. And you know because what too? The all-time greats are center fielders, and he just doesn't have the numbers to stack up against. And them. you know what too? We all hate Mets fans, but if the Yankees were to get eliminated in the years to come in the playoffs, and the Mets were making a run, I'd actually, I'd actually be rooting for them, for him to to win it, because I I love Beltron. I always loved him here. So, gives us a little incentive too. Oh, Bobby Abreu is going to make the whole thing this year. We got oh, twenty twenty sure. eligibles: Derek Jeter, Paul Konerko, Soriano, Cliff Lee. Do we have back to back unanimous votes? Jason Giambi, Gian- Adam Dunn. Mm-hmm. Adam Dunn's an interesting one. Oh, he sucks. If Jeter went home, <laughs> yeah. Soriano. If Jeter went home and hibernated for the last five years, how many years? Five, and didn't say a word, <laughs> didn't do anything. He'd probably be another unanimous vote. But I think that there will be writers now that that vote no. Go scroll down the this whole list here. Yeah, he you know what? If they're they Beltron's might, eligible in twenty twenty three. He might get in way. just based on with that Jason case. Worth? God, Bartolo Colon's not eligible until twenty twenty four. Jason Worth has been out of the league for that long? That's crazy to me. Based on that, based on that list, Ryan, he might get in unless they're no. Just that gonna... that would mean sorry, Christian. That would mean Worth is just out of the league. Twenty seventeen. Oh yeah. Based on that list of newcomers, he might get in unless they're right. just going to put in a bunch of people that hadn't gotten in. Yeah, because you point. do have to take that into consideration, not just your own stats, but the other ones that you're competing with to get those spots. I'm John Lackey. I'm John. And then you got to consider these. The ones in the previous AJ Pierzynski, my most hated. This is a fucking baseball player. David Ortiz is a very intriguing <laughs> one. I I see David Ortiz being the first one that had that. He had steroids, kind of connected to his name, but not no, officially. Not kind of. Yeah, I know, but I could see that being the first one that gets in. Oh, he'll David Ortiz. He'll definitely get in. That's twenty twenty two. Oh, if he gets in, then Rod should get in. <laughs> yeah, and then see, that's the thing. Then then you kind of have a. It's like fucking it's a spiral it's like down. Fucking a, elementary school effect, trickle effect, trickle effect. Right. It's like an elementary school. Do I have to do it? Right. Well, if I don't like you, if I don't make exactly. you do it, setting a precedent. There's this fucking little flag. <laughs> Are we getting to the dumplings? You pulling them can up, I, bro? Can I just say something right here? Sure. Okay. I'm not gonna give this person's name because we shouldn't embarrass them on the show like this, but. Earlier this morning, because it happened late at night, I tweeted the uh, news of the Roldis Chapman contract. See. And somebody said, great reward for blowing game seven. Yes, I saw that. Unbelievable. I saw that. It is unbelievable because it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Not this year anyway, right? Because didn't he blow at Chicago? He blew game seven. Yeah, but I don't think this person is is very aware of what happened outside of uh, this season. And number two, okay, I would really hope that if you made an error at your job, that you wouldn't want your boss to hold it against you and not pay you what you were already owed because you made one error. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the guy had a great season. 
Guy had a great season. So we're just going to hold that against him. And it's a little bit different. Like, if you are, you know, like an EMT and you let somebody die. It's different. That's a little different. A little more serious. Like, I saved nine people, but the 10th guy died because I really, you know, I really didn't do my didn't job really that care. well. Okay. I was bored. I, the, hung, I hung one. <laughs> <laughs> I hung one in there and I fucking <laughs> killed him. In baseball, it's a little different. If a little you, different. If you make one bad pitch, I don't think it really should hold that against you. That's, no. That's, you know, going back to Beltron here a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sucked. We, this gnat flying around. Oh, it's so annoying. Nationals won the gnats. The gnats are Uh, are here. What was I going to say? If that happened in a Yankee uniform in game seven in the NLCS that year, we'd be pissed off about it. When he struck out for the Mets, you're saying? Yeah, when he got caught looking uh, with two outs. Got him. Killed him. Cool. Yeah, we'd be mad about it, but... I don't know, man. This guy was one of the that, that team's best free agent signings. He had three tr- like really, really good years for them. Oh yeah, he might have had his best few years as a Met. Can you argue that? Uh, I, mm, I don't know. Ryan's going to bring up his stats here. I mean, three of his best years. All right, oh six, the year that he got caught looking, two seventy five with three eighty eight on base. He had. Is that my reading that right? He had 41 home runs and 116 runs batted Jesus. in. The following year, and he finished fourth in MVP voting. The following year, year uh, he had 33 and 112, and then 2008 he had 27 and 112. He batted over 275 each of those years with an on base of at least 353 in each of those years. He so. had three really good years with some pop in his bat. So, so. yeah, I mean, but the Mets fans are gonna. A lot of them will talk about him like he was the worst player ever. Yeah, dude, that was a disgusting breaking ball oh. that would have locked up ninety nine percent of players. Was that the year? One hundred percent of spectators. Was that the same year that Roy Halladay threw his no hitter? No, it wasn't. No, I think that was no, because Roy Halladay didn't get to uh, postseason until he left Toronto. Hmm. I'll find that. I'll pull that up. Oh, he was still in Toronto then. Yeah, nope. he didn't get traded till what two thousand ten. Yeah, I think it was 2010. And what year was that when he struck out Beltran? 2006. Oh, yeah, it was way after that. Yeah, 2010. October 2010. All right. Carlos Beltran. Congrats, pal. Congrats. Oh, yeah. I I hang out with him all the time. Okay. Yeah, hopefully we can get him on the air. You know, we could have a weekly spot. I'll call him, pal, because, you know, we're cool like that. On air with Carlos. Beltran, okay. We are cool. Mm-hmm. My cousin. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. On my wife's side. Oh okay. Yeah. So he's not really your cousin. He's your wife's cousin. No, married cousin by marriage. Mm. Cousin through marriage. All right, let's go here. We're going to uh, kick off the keep him dumpums here for week two. Uh, first, do you know the results? Um, I, don't, I don't. Not really, actually. All right, so kind of do. I kind of. There do. was less interest this week. I, we still have all scientific polls, but no blow away polls like we did with John Carl Stan, where we had a, like well into four thousand votes. But all scientific polls, so we still did have a good turnout this week. Um, we're going to start with the manager of New York Yankees, Aaron Boone, Stack Guy Rye. How do you think the fans voted on this one? I would say eighty-two percent voted to keep him. What about you, Chris? I'm going to say 94%. The fans went 90% to keep the manager of the Yankees, Aaron Boone. 
And I think the fans are right on this. I don't think you can get rid of Aaron Boone right now. And if I'm the GM of the team, I don't know why I would want to get rid of Aaron Boone no. right now. And I was going to say, when we when we discuss Aaron Boone on this show for this keep him dump him, I don't think it should so much be about this next year for us. Like, obviously, we're going to keep him. But I think we should dive into what you said a couple weeks ago. Is is this is he in the hot seat if he doesn't win a World Series this year? He's not in the hot seat right now. No, I'm saying That's after. Why, yeah, but we're discussing whether we're going to keep him for next yes, season. Yes, 100%. I just said it's obvious we're all going to keep him. But I think could next year's keep him dump him be a little more interesting if they don't win it yes i think it will be do you think I, it's that's realistic though I, or I, do you think it's just you being a little over emotional about no it? i think three years without winning a world series is is very fair that maybe you might want to make a switch at that point yeah i think next season would be the first if they don't win at all to maybe consider him on the hot seat but a manager that is the first ever to win 100 games in his first two seasons as a manager you can't you can't dump that no it still means something. Like, it doesn't matter to us. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. They didn't win a World Series. But it does matter in a sense of you obviously have a guy who's competent and knows what he's doing to be successful. He's just... And you know what I thought about Boone? And I never mentioned this on the show. Did you notice how much different he seemed in the postseason? That we love Boone for being the the guy who's loose in the clubhouse, dug out, you know... All that he just seemed so tense to me in the postseason. Oh, you think so? I really do. If you really go I back, didn't see, I and didn't just get that. his decisions were just so. Some of them were very forced, like t- taking Tanaka out after six innings. Why? Because that's you, what they've done. That's but, just. Do, that's just. It, I don't think he was being tense. I think he was just following. Okay, Christian. They went to uh, bullpen guys every single game, that's even the way when they that, were winning by five runs. I, no, they didn't. Tanaka didn't pitch a fucking complete game twice this year? I'm not saying you do that, but don't tell me he did that every game throughout the season. A lot of the times, Tanaka... He was unhittable. Yeah. There were times when he pulled guys to go to his bullpen. Right. All I'm saying is he wasn't that same guy. He wasn't the same guy in the regular season. Maybe that's what he needs to focus on more. Because in the regular season, he's fucking phenomenal. Sure, it's a lot easier... But but he, I just feel like a lot of things were forced. He was scared to leave a guy in too long, which, yeah, he should have been given how he managed two years ago. Mm-hmm. But he still lost himself a little bit where he was almost second-guessing himself and didn't want to be wrong. So would you say that, though, that he had a he was a better manager in his second year than he was in his first year. 100%, not even close. So look, that's that's one of the risks you take when you're when you're bringing on a new manager with an already established team. He he needs some experience as well, you know. So this third year, hopefully he can improve even on on how much he improved in his second year. And I really think that this postseason really dispelled this whole narrative that a manager isn't as important in baseball anymore. Christian, what was that one quote during the year, what what was Aaron Boone called? He was something with Brian Cashman's like henchman or something. Puppet. His puppet. I think this postseason totally dispelled that narrative. When you saw what AJ Hinch's move in uh, Game Seven to take out Granky game with one, 80 the pitches, Game One sixty two, not important. Agree. I October, think October they make all the difference. I in the think world. the 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 um breakdown of analytics and managers can be compared in op in adverse effects where. Analytics are very driven and can win you games in the regular season, but they get dumped away in the postseason. A good manager maybe isn't as important in the regular season, but it's friggin' really important 
when you get to the and playoffs. And just to piggyback on that, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought I heard that A.J. Hinch isn't really an analytical guy. Um, I'm not sure. Compared to the rest I would of the guess, league. I would guess he is more analytically driven no, since he's one of the... No, new. I'm almost positive he's like a not, not really an analytical guy. He doesn't really... He doesn't really manage that way, and I don't think they force him to. But I could be wrong. Almost positive. Well, Ryan, read on that because I think you are wrong on that. Um, what what were we talking about? We were just talking about the importance of a manager in the postseason. Did Aaron Boone did do a better job this year? Yeah, Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that he did a much better job in the postseason this year. Also think that uh, maybe now next year they can let him with two years under his belt maybe go a little with a little bit more of his gut because like we saw with that Tanaki game, let him go another inning, let him go another two innings. But I don't think that was him being unsure of himself. I think that was just him following what the numbers are. And and, and at the time and you wanted to get that first win in the ALCS under your belt and you know they have numbers to show what Tanaka does third time around and they didn't want to push it. Hey, you know what? And it's not the reason they lost. Right, it's not the reason. At the end of the day, they lost, and I'm not saying that. And I'm not. And at the time it happened, I didn't think twice about it. I was just like, you know what? You got good six out. I was just using that as a point that I feel like he was a little tense in that moment and said, "All right, we better get Tanaka out there because if he goes back out, starts giving up base hits, we lose this game. We're fucked." And that's really not Boone, right? Boone has always been. If you, there's one thing you could say about him. It's what everyone else said. Didn't you want him to manage with a sense of urgency? Everybody said it was too late back But there in the wasn't urgency there. Yes, there no, was. No, there wasn't. Chris, you, if he, In the situation of the game, no, there wasn't. They were up they by had, how many runs, It doesn't Christian? matter. They had a plan put in place. No, urgency is when, is when Tanaka comes back out and gives up two base hits, uh-huh. and he so still he has no one warming to, up. He was trying That's to avoid, fucking urgency. Yeah. I'm sorry. And he was trying to avoid that, wasn't he? But why? Let... Let the guy go out there who has been lights out and keep throwing them. I'm not. I'm not arguing. Here's my point. I'm not arguing the call. I'm. I'm arguing his intentions, and that in the regular season, Tanaka's going back out there. Maybe. No, definitely. May, we, we've seen him do. We've seen it on both occasions. It's not a hundred percent given that Tanaka was going to go out there and pitch if that game was in May or June or July. We've seen him pull him after eight, 60, 70, 80 pitches. We've seen him let him go and throw a complete game. There's no, there's really no set way of saying, oh, Tanaka, if that game was a regular season game, he's definitely going nine. No, because how many times have we seen? We look and go, Tanaka, he went through eighty two pitches you and he won the game. You want to know Boone's best? Game he managed all postseason? Game five. I thought he did a great job. He didn't he didn't go crazy with Paxton. He let the guy pitch. He let him go. And he knew it was his time to come out after that ball just missed being a three run home run. And in game two, he took if that's a regular season game, he's not taking James Paxton out in the third inning. No, but that's a good move. That was urgency. Yeah. That's urgency, Christian. Not up five runs with a guy who's given up one hit or two hits. He was being proactive. I don't need him to be proactive there, though. Hey, genius. Do you be remember? proactive when you need to be. That's my point. Hey, he genius. was being proactive in, in spots that he didn't need to be. No, he did need to be because now that I remember correctly, they said that Tanaka was running on fumes at that point, regardless of how many pitches that he threw. 
Okay, so you're going to throw him out there. You're going to start letting them build up some momentum. He felt that the guy was done at that point. If that's the case, then absolutely 100%. If you're just taking him out because he's coming up on the third time around and Which you don't is want probably him. also a factor in it, too. But if Tanaka was truly tired and couldn't come back that's, out, yeah, well, then that's a different story completely. So I don't think there was anything wrong with that, uh, if, knowing what we know. Uh, just to get back on Hinch for a second, Astros manager, he was... Uh, <clears throat> you going to get back on Hinch? Yeah, why not? Uh, he worked for the Diamondbacks in their front office. He was a director of player development for three years there, and uh, he was assistant GM for the Padres. So he does seem to have an analytically driven, analytically driven background, but sort of a hybrid in a way where he ha- he does have experience also on the field. So I don't know. I, I would have said that his, his uh, analytics background was a big part of him getting that Houston job. Yes, they they're they're an analytic. They they do have uh, analytics running through that organization. Okay, but they trust Hinch to a little bit more right. now at this point. But you know, he left Garrett Cole in the bullpen in Game Seven. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't hate that move. By the way, I don't hate it. In Who did he go to? Well, Harris. Harris. Well, Harris, right? I don't hate it in the sense that I'm not expe- I wouldn't anticipate Cole coming in. Uh, to pitch out a stretch in that situation with a runner on, considering that he's never done it before. But even after they give up the lead there, 3 uh, 2, going into what? That was the seventh inning or the eighth? Yeah, then you got to go to him. Even though you still probably should go to Cole there because, yeah, they didn't score the rest of the game, but we all know once you st- once, uh, they broke it open. once Washington tacks on there and it's what, 6 to 2 was the yeah. final? Yeah. The game's over. Yep. You keep it three two with Cole dominating people, you know. Because here's it changes my changes th- the flow of the game. Here's my thing bit. where I will defend AJ Hinch here. How good was Will Harris? We just talked about it. How good was he all postseason? Yeah, but he gave up a home run the night before. Yeah, too. but still, yeah. I mean, and he even told guy. John Smoltz that and Joe Buck that he felt that Harris was running out of gas. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I'm taking the sample size there. I'm going with Garrett Cole over a guy that has looked good that's what the issue was is that he went out and he told uh he was telling people that he felt that will harris didn't have much left and then he brought him into that situation well it backfired all right so we're all in agreement to keep aaron boone yes all right so uh give me a patrick impersonation hey fellas hello fellas haven't slept in 30 days 30 days (laughs) fellas Okay, so Patrick says keeping him, but has to bring 28 home next season or somebody's about to get fired. <laughs> uh, here, Jacob Navarro says he overmanaged and lost us the series. I don't know what fucking series you were watching, bro. I don't think that ha- is even remotely true. Yeah, I, I don't think Boone's decisions played an over like a major impact had a major effect on this outcome. really what did he do what w- give me a situation where you felt that he cost them a game in the postseason zero zero situations he didn't have the fucking bat in his hand when gary and edwin encarnacion uh came up with runners and right, so you wanted him to loaded. bench gary sanchez but isn't that under managing instead of over managing because he didn't do anything I don't know. I, I'm sure if we really picked apart the series, somebody will come up with something. Nothing was really glaring. I think there was maybe one time he went to Adovino or he didn't go to Adovino. Okay, Adovino, he he was a little stubborn with using Adovino. It was game when, two. 
game two. That's it. He I went to Adovino and and Adovino gave the home run and uh, it was the Chad. All right, you want Chad it? Green? The Chad was good. Green scenario in game two. Right, that's what I'm thinking. All right, so but that does that. They don't lose the game on that. I'm sorry because Chad Green was was so good in game two and he he would he have gotten another inning. I don't know. That's not really how the Yankees used Chad Green all year. So right. I don't know. Uh, let's get one more here. Johnny K says, I think he gets one more season, although he gets a lot of accolades for a successful season despite all the injuries. His ever-shifting batting order makes you shake your head. Not great bullpen management. Um, the Yankees had how many players on the injured list this year? A record amount. Okay, so... Like 30. They really didn't have the opportunity to keep a sim, uh, a batting order all season long and yeah granite they're in the postseason maybe you want to granite i'll fucking snap you you want to say why why did he keep moving glaber torres around okay you want to give him you want to give him a demerit for that i guess you can do that because he he should never really move torres out of the three hole yeah maybe some of his lineup decisions were but his bullpen management what was wrong with his bullpen management at the end year? of the day we're just it, it it's honestly it's I think it's a weak narrative. I think it it's is. a weak narrative that that came over from last year right. where he wasn't that great with the bullpen. I think he did a good job this year. The only time that he didn't he allowed somebody to pitch three consecutive games out of that bullpen was Tommy Kingley in games four, five, and six. Yep. That was the all only year. time all year. He did as good of a job as he possibly could have done of keeping Absolutely. that team of keeping I mean, that bullpen the, fresh. They're the only team in baseball to not do it. Boone should be the last person you're blaming for this postseason. Honestly. He wasn't perfect, but no. End of the day, they the players didn't perform players. when they had to. All right, let's move on to James Anthony Hap. How how did the fans vote on Hap? Oh, I'm gonna say sixty four percent dump. Ryan, I'm going seventy three percent dump. Ryan was closer, seventy one percent dump for Jay Hap. So they're not happy with Hap. No. Mm. Uh, Hap was better in the second half of the season, but as we always say here when we do keep him dump him, if you are the GM, what would you do? And I would trade Jay Hap. Uh, what are you trading him for? Uh, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Just get him out. I don't think he's a fit on this team. I think I'm looking for a bigger upgrade. It's, and somebody asked me this today. Do I consider Zach Wheeler an upgrade for the Yankees? Absolutely. Uh, yes, I yes, do. That's an he's not the upgrade that you're looking for, but... Is he an upgrade? Yeah. So if I'm good, if it comes down to signing Zach Wheeler or keeping Jay Happ, what are you going to do? Oh, come on. I, yeah, you want to argue it that way? It's not even close. But even if that's not on the table, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you just want to get rid of Jay yeah. Happ at this point? I think there's certain guys you got to move on from, and Jay Happ is absolutely one of them. All right, the Yankees. What is he owed? Seventeen million dollars for this yes. year. He's got an option for next year. Yes, if he he's if got he, his, uh, makes twenty seven starts or throws one hundred and sixty five innings, that option. Okay, so up. you know the Yankees. If even he's on this team, the Yankees are going to choke down his innings, so he, he can't make that number number one because uh, they're not going to want to deal with him uh, in twenty twenty one. And number two, eat some of the contract. Take seven million dollars back and trade him, and maybe get a little bit better of a prospect back. Eat it. Right. That's the that. See, for me, I'm keeping Jay Happ. But if they can somehow manage to trade J-Hap, then yes, I would do that. But as far as dumping him and just cutting ties with the salary, I'm, I can't do that. You know, he's, he's getting paid $17 million this year. So what I would do if I was the Yankees, I would stick him in the bullpen, feature him as that Nestor Cortez of 2019, uh, a lefty long reliever, 
you have to pay him anyway, so you might as well make some use of him. And then by sticking him in the bullpen, that allows you to make sure that he won't get those 27 starts and he won't throw those 165 innings, which will then make it easier to cut ties with him the following year where they won't have to pick up that option. It's clever, but, you know, Nestor Cortez only had that big of a role this year because they use an opener so much, and you're hoping that they're fucking not going to do yeah. that again this year. Yeah, But you do need a long reliever, so... I. I mean, I'm sure who's, Luis who's Sessa better? is still going to be around. Yeah. No, I'm I know. Sure, I know. Uh, but I, I still, still, I still if see you can them shed, using an opener role next if year. If you can shed $10 million yeah, or more, That's and what you have those other to. guys in your bullpen that you're confident in that you've gone to, get rid of them. I mean, let's not just throw them in the bullpen at this point. But you can't forget, though, then his contract might have to be restructured in some way because – they have that option on there. So if that is that a Yankee option or is that, you know, whatever team he goes to, that's an option. So, you know, it's going to be more than just taking $10 million that the Yankees are going to have to consider. It's going to be more like $27 million because they're going to have to consider let him other, hitting his option next year. Let the team worry. Let that other team worry about it. See, because then if I'm the other team trading for him, I am making sure that he hits 27 starts or throws 165 innings so it will force the Yankees to maybe have to pay more no you can't negotiate an option I don't know that's why it doesn't exist that's well it does exist but it's just not in fruition under certain circumstances so I don't know right but it's that option has nothing that option has that option would have nothing to do with the Yankees the Yankees would just give them whatever they would agree upon yeah I figured it's something to consider I guess but no I try I would get rid of them I'm I just don't want him here to be honest. And I thought it was a good idea to bring him back, but after last year, I just don't want him here anymore. Yeah. Give me some comments. I'm sure, they were filthy. Uh, let's get a, let's get some good ones. Uh, Dave Chapman says this is Araldus's cousin. Yeah, he says Rothschild is gone, so keep him. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah funny uh, I like that here CT Mike also says tough call but with a new pitching coach he might be okay <laughs> this is great because it sounds like they're joking but they're not uh, they're serious good one here Tony Palmieri here says Hap is fine as the fourth to fifth starter they were 20 and 11 when he pitched in, in 2019 he gets unfairly bashed Ryan pull up his stats please we're not gonna say un- it again he said uh, the Yankees were 20-11 and 11 when he pitched in 2019. He gets unfairly bashed. Okay, he had a fucking 4.91 ERA, okay? Is that unfairly bashing somebody? No, and this is why wins and losses don't matter anymore. All right, I go to how many home, no, no, no. How many home runs did he give up? 30. He gave up 34 home runs in number? 161 Jesus innings. Christ. He gave up 160 hits in 161 innings. And to be fair, he was much better in the second half. He doesn't walk a lot of guys. A lot of those numbers came on the first half. It doesn't matter. 8.9 hits per nine. That's not good. No, he walks about, he gives up about a hit per inning. Almost two, 1.9 home runs per nine. His whip is just under 1.3. I don't think we're unfairly bashing him. I think he was pretty terrible last year. Yeah. So... His 2020 projections here, Baseball Reference has him up. Uh, 4-5 ERA, he's going to give up 29 home runs again. <laughs> with a, again, with a 1.3 whip. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, See ya. Are we not looking for upgrades here? Upgrade. Right. So, like I said, send him to a National League team. He'll be good in a National League where he gets to be, probably get two soft landing spots with the eight hitter and the pitcher. 
Goodbye. All I can right. see him with Oakland too. Yeah, that would be a good spot for him. Yeah. Oakland's a good. You fit. could go rotten. Even Oakland. Tampa Bay. No, I don't want him in Tampa Bay. No, I just I'm he. I could see him going there. I just don't. The Yankees aren't going to trade him to Tampa Bay. No, oh right, they would have. It would have uh, to be a trade. Never yeah. mind. And I don't. I don't really. They wouldn't particularly like seeing him there because he'll probably reinvent himself and be a goddamn side. Yeah, no, I take it back. All right, here we go. The uh, <clears throat> Austin Romine. How did the fans vote on Romy the homie? I'm gonna say, oh, uh, right, you go this one. I'm going ninety, eighty-eight percent keep. I'm gonna say a little more. I'm gonna say ninety-three. <sighs> Fans voted eighty-three percent to keep wow. Austin Romine, and I'm gonna disagree with him. Me too. Goodbye. You're done. I'm setting him free. He's a free agent. I don't see any need to bring him back. To be honest with you, and we've said it how many times? Austin Romine is a great backup catcher. But you're going to have to pay him to stay now. He's going to hit free agency. He's going to want to get paid. I'm sure he's going to want to try to start somewhere. He's going to want to go to Pittsburgh and become a, a question, starting though. catcher, just like all of our other backups. What Was he a free agent going into last season as well, and then he signed a one-year deal, or was that just the last year? I think he's year? been a free agent. And he just keeps he, signing. The Yankees designated him for assignment a few years ago. So he just right. Yeah, so I guess the I think it's the exact same scenario for Austin Romine as it was last year. The question is, does he want to continue to be arguably the best ba- backup catcher in baseball, or does he want to test his luck and try and become a starter? He made one point eight million dollars this year. Okay, so he's I'm sure he's going to want to make considerable more money and try to be a starter somewhere. But the catching market is tough. You saw what Yasmani Grandal last year. He was trying. He was testing his luck to try and get a bigger contract. He ended up signing a one-year deal with the Brewers last year. Yeah, but I don't think he's he's looking for that type of money. I think if he got like three years for eighteen million dollars, I think Romine right. would be fine. For I think the Yankees will pick him up. I do. I don't think they need to, but I think they will. I I'm setting him free. I want him to start somewhere, and I think there's there's an opportunity for him out there. He, there's no need for him because Kyle Higashioka can be your backup catcher. But I think the Yankees will sign him. I do. I think they really like him in the clubhouse. I think they want him to be a part of this team. That's great. And I think they like having him as the backup because I don't know how confident they are in Sanchez's health throughout the year. In my opinion, though, it's not going to come down to whether or not the Yankees want him. It's going to come down to whether or not Austin Romine wants to continue to play for the Yankees because, you know, how many other teams out there do you think Austin Romine can be a start starting catcher? I think there's a decent Probably amount out there. Probably three or four. I think Texas, he could maybe get a job over there. Baltimore, who knows over Pittsburgh. there. Actually, Baltimore. Yeah, maybe that kid in Baltimore is a bust. I'm hearing. Yeah, even even Texas Rangers. Like they had such there. high hopes of that kid. I mean, Romine's hit hit has hit in uh, the last four years or three years at in Arlington over 500. So he he's he does very well in Texas. They are switching ballparks, so that's pretty much pointless, but you know that that's for me. I think the Yankees are going to be willing to if Austin Romine doesn't want to make more money and become a starting catcher elsewhere. I'm sure they'll be like, "You want to stay here and make 2 million dollars to be the backup?" And he's going to be like, "No." And I'm like, "Okay, well, we got Kyle Higashioka. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Goodbye." And you know what Higashioka hits? He hits Higgy bombs. Higgy bombs. That's true. And he showed improvement this year. Look, I, thought, I think if San- honestly, I think if Sanchez stayed healthy all year, for the most part, that this decision would be a lot easier for the Yankees. I just can't sit here and say that you wouldn't want to sign just for one more year a guy who's the best backup catcher in baseball. There's no argument when you have a catcher who hasn't proven he can stay on the field. 
So you're using Romine way more than you a normal team would have to. I mm-hmm. think if Sanchez proved that he could stay healthy this year, it'd be a different story. Yeah, I agree with that. But they have Kyle Higashioka. Yeah, yeah but you who would you rather expose for that many games? I would Higashioka say, or Romine. Right. Austin Romine was very has been very important these last few years of making Gary Sanchez's absence. It's about kind asset of allocation. Un, Why are you, you going to notice it? You're going to have to pay him. Yeah, th- that's the thing. It's all about the payment. to be your backup catcher. You don't pay backup catchers. If he wants two two and a half million dollars to be a backup catcher, fine, stay, yeah. come back. But he's not going to want. I'm, I'm, oh, if I that's don't the know case, him, man. If you're right and that's the case, absolutely, it's not even I, close. I do think though the Yankees would. It's not even a question. They wouldn't necessarily match a contract. I I do see them matching more in money than they would in years though. Look, if the they, Yankees they'd be willing will, the one year deal to yeah, match that. They'll be aggressive for a backup yeah, and catcher. And I'm sure that he's not going to want. Exactly. Again, I don't no, I know agree. him, but I'm going to assume at this point now he's finally you know. Out there, he can make some money, get get some uh, get some stability, you know, some security and a know contract. What the have to do, but though, yeah, Chris, sorry, I was cutting you off. No, I was just gonna. They just have to call him into like Cashman's office, right? Typical, just like classic, break him down, right? Like Romine, you kind of suck. <laughs> no. You're not as good as you think you are. Play him a few videos of how bad his swing looked. In dur- during some of his slumps and really make him question how good of a backup catcher he really is. See, but this this is an interesting one for me because this is the exact same discussion we were having on him last year. He was eligible to be a free agent last year, and he was coming off an even better year last year than he was this year. He had much more leverage at the end of last season than he does at the end of this season. He's a year younger last year. So does Austin Romine want to be a starting catcher? That's the That's the basis of this whole outcome. Does he think he can be? Sure, he has enough confidence in himself. Yeah, I, I'd I'd like to think he have enough confidence to think he. But can But you're be. talking again, going back to what you said about exposing Kyle Gashioka. Who cares if Kyle Gashioka hits 140? You're hoping that the rest of the team stays healthy this right. year, even if Gary Sanchez a goes backup. and what I'm saying games. is, given this past year, that's a big hope. It is. That is. It's a big hope. I think this is a yeah, but you gotta look at it like this. This was so bad this year that it can't possibly be the same next season. No, it can't be. It can't be. Well, he missed time last year, a lot of time last year though, didn't he, Gary? No, I'm not talking about Gary. Sanchez. No, just the whole team in general. Oh, the whole okay, team in right, general. right, right. Okay, yeah. All right, what the fans say? All right, <laughs> I don't even know where you want to start with this. Um, there, uh, here, Will Cedar says he's the only one on the team who can catch. You're, you're a fucking genius, Will. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because Yan- we just didn't sit here and spend five minutes talking about Kyle Gashioka or the fact that the Yankees have a starting catcher in Gary Sanchez. Now, if you want to argue whether Gary <laughs> that's can his stay argument, healthy, that's a difference. That's a different scenario. But Gary Sanchez as a catcher is fine. I think he showed that this year. Uh, here, JV the Savage, whose uh, avatar is of Elmo, so that's that's cool. Uh, he says, "Dump. No need. Uh, makes no sense to pay three to four million dollars for a backup who maybe plays twice a week. You can use that money towards getting Garrett Cole. Uh, they can make Hickey the backup at a fraction of a price with comparable defense and more pop. Uh, yes, I agree with most of what you said, except for I don't think that they'll be looking at. Well, if we we sign Austin Romine, we can't get Garrett Cole. I think those two things. Yeah, but I think he's nothing. making a point of just freeing up more money. I, I mean, just don't think those two things have anything to do with each other. Right now, yeah, if they're serious dollars. about signing one of these pitchers, 
it's not about will signing Romine you know kill us to still sign Cole or whoever. It's more of just like where can we shed payroll? Romine, if Romine's going to expect that much money, yeah, yeah, that's where you start shedding it. Yeah. That's where yeah. you start shedding okay. the fat. I think giving him a raise uh, for to three million dollars, if that's the reason why they can't sign Garrett Cole, then Hal Steinbrenner Again, has to sell the team. Yes, not the reason why they can't sign him. It's just a matter of where can they free up more money. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. Uh, Big Mike says, why am I not surprised that this many people said to keep him? You all think he's better defensively and offensively over Gary Sanchez? Laughing emoji. Okay. You know what? What was his name? Big Mike. Okay. Big Dick. Listen, don't watch another game. Please. You're so dumb. Please. How stupid are you? What's on your mind, bro? What? How stupid are you? He just said that Gary Sanchez, that Austin Romine is better offensively than Gary Sanchez? Oh, my God. He's making fun of the people that are voting to keep him that think that he's better than Gary Sanchez. So now you know what I'm going to call you? Big Dick Mike. How's that? Now it's a compliment. Uh, I thought he was saying. Can we pause it or something? Why? I got to go to the bathroom. Go. Um, I think that. I thought that he was saying that uh, Romine was a better hitter offensively and defensively. So, sorry, Mike. What are we doing with Ryan? Just let him go. Just let him go, man. So, what do you want to do? You want to keep going, or uh... yeah, no, just a live show. What are we gonna? Yeah, but I'm sure he wants to chime in on the last two players here. He can chime in when he gets back. Yeah, but what is he doing down there? Uh, is he going one or two? He didn't clarify that. Pee pee poo poo. If he was going number one, we can wait. But if he's, it seemed like an emergency. If I'm just really taking in all the, the context clues. All right, so we'll give him a couple minutes here. What do you want to talk? You want to talk about personal shit? Like what's personal? No pun intended. I don't know. Ryan took a personal shit. He's taking a personal shit. You gave me those drinks last week. By the way. Oh yeah. Christian shows up with all these drinks. The cleans I loved. But this other shit, I almost threw up. What was that? The pro, the prebiotic shit that you gave me. Yeah, you drank that? I drank three sips and I fucking, it's a hard glass bottle. I almost shattered it and just stabbed myself with it. You're supposed to. After I, after drinking it. It's a prebiotic. Do you know what that is? No. It's supposed to regulate your digestive system. Okay, so that's probably why my body rejected it. It was probably the healthiest thing my body has seen in three years. I need to lose weight. Will you help me? No. Thanks. Come on, let's ju- let's just go to Dellen. I mean, yeah, but that's Ryan's favorite player. He could go back. He could come back. He, uh, could, he could tell us. He's gonna get. He knows he's gonna be mad when he comes back. I don't care. All right. We're going to Dallin. You know what? You just talked about losing weight, right? And I'm scrolling Facebook. Yeah. And an ad for a gym pops up. See. They're listening. It's amazing, too, because... (coughs) Whoa. My cousin and I were talking about buying an arcade uh, port last night. So, jokingly. No. They only cost like $400 now. Oh. And uh, we're going to go to Walmart and buy it, because Walmart sells them. They sell small versions of it What is it? It's an arcade machine. Of what game? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I love that game, man. Yeah, and then when I went home last night, there was an ad on my Facebook... For uh, 
some company that sells vintage video games, and they and okay. And so all, let me ask all you a the question. Ad were all Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. Where were you? What do you mean? Where when was you I? decided this? Huh? Where were you? At my cousin's house. That's it. Yeah. And you didn't Google anything. No. You weren't looking up Walmart if they had them. No, we were discussing it. No, dude, I had the exact same happen to me this week too. Oh, hey, Ray. I was. You were talking about listening. Uh, they're listening to your phone, and when you, you get you get an so. ad. I was talking about how uh, I would do a rowing machine, and I would use like this virtual, like I'd put on YouTube uh, someone rowing. You know, so it'd be like a simulation. Didn't work. It was stupid. But then I, I you know, I was ch- on my phone, and that a friggin' ad for something like that popped up on it. Yeah. I never I didn't Googled. look up anything. Because you went on YouTube, though. No, I did No, uh, dude, I'm talking about when I would do it like two, three years ago, I would do Bro, it. And we, I were was just, talking, we were just talking what? about losing weight and an ad for a gym popped up. I didn't look up anything yeah. for a friggin' right. gym. It doesn't matter how many years ago it was that you What are you YouTube, talking about, though? But Why, dude, why am I getting growing. an ad a week after, a, a, a day after I'm talking about it? All right, I let's get know. to Dylan Batanzas, okay? You believe in the Snowden stuff? Hell yeah. Well, gonna, obviously I do, but I'm I don't gonna, know. I can't wait till we get like a blizzard this year and then I get to kill you and bury you in the snow and then your wife finds you like in the, in the springtime. Snowden. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Dellen Batanzas. How did the fans vote on Dellen Batanzas? Keep. 86% keep. Can I say something before you even say it? What? Not only am I keep, but outside of the deadline guys... Of when they need to sign whatever, Dellen should be their first move. Ryan definitely peeked at my phone because it was eighty six percent. I swear, eighty six percent to keep Dellen, but should have been more. Should have been more. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. It should have been more. I'm surprised it's not less because if you look at his age, he's is he going into his thirty age thirty two season? I don't really care. Yes, he's going into his age 32 season. He's going to be 32 in March. Uh, go on baseball reference. Let me see some some numbers here. I think it'll actually be the first move they make. He pitched two-thirds of an inning this year. And why do you think that is? Struck out too, though. Because he was hurt? Yeah, why do you think he was hurt? Because he's old. Because of Larry. Larry, yeah. Larry's gone. So Larry's gone, dude. This is a different dynamic now. Yeah, but the Yankees also used the shit out of him in the last couple of seasons. Who was the guy they went to in every situation? Dellen Batanzas. Oh, hey, Dellen. Dellen. Pitch. Dellen pitch. My girl, Lyndon. Dellen pitch. Dellen pitch. Dellen pitch. That's what Dellen does. He pitches. And, you know, maybe it caught up to him a little bit last year. Well, they have a guy like that now. Adam Montevino. Yeah. He didn't even make it. He really didn't even make it a full season. He really didn't. His arm (laughs) fell off before the postseason. Would I keep Dellen Batanzas? See. Yes. Is Dylan Batanzas going to ask for a lot of money? Hmm. I'm not. Maybe not. not. He's. I need. I'm bringing him back on a one-year show me contract. Show me. Show me what you got. I agree. I'll give him five million, six million dollars a year. And if he's Dylan Batanzas, is a fucking steal. And if he's not, it's worth the risk. So in in the end of it all, I'm keeping him, but I'm not paying him a lot of money. And the Yankees Hmm. too could really get away with a team-friendly deal because a. No guy wants to hit free agency. We talk about it all the time. But B, he's coming off of an injury-plagued season where he didn't even get to pitch. So what kind of leverage does he think he has? Not much. You never know if another team's going to be desperate or not for bullpen help. Right. And, and that, that's what it And when he's on, to. man, he's still one of the best in, in baseball. 
Yeah. And really, again, you could, Delm Batances might be asking the question, does he want to be a middle reliever? Does he want to be a closer? I know that it's, he can't, he doesn't really have a lot of leverage since he's coming off an injury, but I definitely see a team like Boston offering him more than the Yankees are going to offer him. Uh, mm. What do you call it? <clears throat> Baseball reference isn't expecting much from him because they're saying that he's only, uh, his projections are 32 innings this year. Huh. Actually, he tore his Achilles, right? Yeah. Or partial. When's yeah, it, I don't think it's the typical. Uh, when's he supposed? It, it, but didn't they say he was gonna he'd be okay for spring training? Can you look that up, Ryan? Yeah. yeah. They also said that last year. Um, but I I don't know. I do see him. Dylan Batamsimus. Uh, I do see him getting. Uh, you know, p- potentially some money. Yeah, he's. It looks like he's gonna be ready for spring training. I don't know. Okay. okay. Just says he's gonna. He should be ready to go, uh, avoiding surgery and ready for 2020. But I mean, if you're getting Dellen Batances, if he's looking like he's gonna be Dellen Batances, I don't know if he's gonna be able to pitch a full season. I'm gonna anticipate that he's gonna throw more than 32 innings. Yeah. Next year. Yeah, that might not be the greatest projection. And they think that he's gonna have a ERA just under four. So, but still, I'm gonna take a risk on him if he wants to come back on a team friendly contract. You know, show me what you got. But again, he's he's going to be thirty-two years old, man. This might be his last opportunity to get get paid. He's never really gotten right. paid. No, this is Damn, his first yeah, year, right? right? His first year of eligibility. You know, you look at a team like uh, Houston or Boston that might need bullpen help, and they, maybe they want to give him three years, twenty-one million dollars, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's going to give him a little uh, stability. Right. It's going to yeah. give him, you know, the security that we were talking about. What. Uh, maybe Austin Romine is looking for where the Yankees might only be looking for a one-year $5 million deal. You're right. See, I think it's the same with Romine. The, the Yankees will be willing to match the money. I don't see them being willing to match the years. Yeah. Because then you're going to have two guys maybe uh, tied up at big money, for especially for relievers, and going into their age 35 seasons. Yeah. I just don't really see it. But... You know, like I said, if he wants to come back on a one-year deal, all right, so welcome back, Dylan. But if not, if he's looking for longer term, I'm getting rid of Which you'd I, have to think he's looking long-term, coming off an injury. He's going to want as much security as possible. So I that, think that will Yankees be his first option. In my I, I, I do think the Yankees will give him the years. I do. I don't know, though, man. With Chapman locked up for another three years, they, I think Christian's right. Mm, yeah, I, I don't he know could if be. I want to. Adavino still got two more Britain's years got left. Some Britain's years. got two more years. Yeah, left. Yeah, but look, this yeah, is the window, lot, man. Dude. This is the window now, right? We talk about the window closing year after year. Well, 2009 just passed. Now the window closed, uh, you know, a little bit more. Uh, so these next three years are are crucial. Yeah, but you had you have nothing to go on with him. That's why he need. If you're the Yankees, you need to. Yeah, say, but you know what? He's given me enough. Where I'm confident that I can sign him for three years one, and not get burned on the it. The one thing you do have to go on, especially is, at seven million a year. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's not a big sample size at all. It's literally only two thirds of an inning, but his velocity was down a bit. I know that. So was Chapman's to start the year, and he he got and it. Dellen always year went. He's no, I know. For I know. I know. That's why I said that's a very small sample size. But three years of that, I don't know. It's too much of a question mark. I for just me. I think the Yankees will give him the years, maybe two years. Um, maybe, but I just see him getting. A, I, I see him getting a three-year deal out there. Yeah, maybe, I think that's, maybe it's I think that's the out there. What the fans say? Uh, Vito Sorelli over here. Uh, he says, "When you get a flat tire, you get the tire fixed. If it can't be repaired, only then you do you get a new one." Okay, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? 
means that uh is Dylan Batanza is he broken? Flat, is he a flat yeah, tire flat? right now? Is he a flat fucking tire? Is that what we're fucking? Then you get a new one, but we probably already have the parts already. Mm, I don't know. That we was... got those spare tires. We got spare tires. Uh, dangerous at dangerous management here says as good as the bullpen was this year, it felt like something was missing. He is that something. If he's Absolutely. smart and he wants a one year deal to get his value up for next year, the Yankees should take advantage of that. No, the Yankees should take advantage of giving him a three-year deal right now because you have to be confident in this guy. He's been so good. What? He missed one year. Who gives a fuck? He's but, still going to come back strong. Why not sign him? You can't be confident in saying Look that. at these innings pitched, why not, Chris. If, but if this he'll is why. Take, Christian pointed out. Look at these innings pitched since 2014. It's been over 65, almost 60 at least every single year. That's a lot of innings. 90 in 2014, 84 the following, 73, 59, 66. The only reason why I pitched 59 innings that year is because that was the year Joe Girardi fell out of love with him. But let me ask right, you this. Right, right, If he's willing to take seven a year for three years, and you can sign Dylan Batances for three years at $7 million, what if he does have a phenomenal year next year and you don't win the World Series? The next year, if you need him as part of your bullpen and he wants that big, massive contract... Then you're really not going to be able to sign him. If he's willing to take seven million a year for three years, why wouldn't you do it? I'm saying I was just threw that as a number. I don't know what. No, I'm just saying if that, but that number is very realistic and very reasonable. I'm arguing this as if it's a. You're saying he doesn't have leverage right now, which he doesn't. So why not lock him you up don't for the know more he year? Doesn't have leverage. You Come don't on. know what other teams are right. willing See, to pay for him. That's the thing, Chris. That is that's the that's. What you don't think other teams to. are trying to sit there and say, "Hey, man!" So then the Yankees should be too. Then the Yankees should be too. He's that good. He's that it's good. Just the Yankees are how desperate are the Yankees for right, bullpen help? Right. Now? It's a luxury for them as opposed to pretty much every other team in baseball. They can set a hard line with Dylan Batances. There's uh, there's teams out there that are going to be more willing to go past whatever he might be worth on the open market. Completely right agree. Now. Especially Boston. Into- Look at Boston. We we said it before the year started. What is Boston doing with that bullpen? I really don't have any. Uh, I really think if he's healthy, he's going to be close to what he is. But I don't know if I, you know, big money, three, four year deal. I don't know if I'm touching it. That's what I'm saying. Perfect world. He takes a one year deal. And if you can get him three years, seven million dollars, maybe you consider it. But I, I think he's going to command more than that. I think it'll be in the ten million dollar range. Here's the last one here. Uh, Cortijo says, I'm a fan of Dellen, but the Yankees used him like a mule with no regards for him. Besides that, he's on the wrong side at 30. Keep him if the price is right. Otherwise, dump him. Carrillo? You know what? You can't read. So don't don't try to... Chris. Fetter. (laughs) Fetter over there. Jay all of a sudden becomes two L's. All right, last one here. Gary Sanchez, what do we got? I just looked at it. I didn't see the percentage. I just saw I that. I think it, I looked at it before we started recording. I didn't see the number. I saw that it's keep him. 79% yeah, keep. Yeah, 75%. 75. fans voted to keep Gary Sanchez. That's low to me. I'm surprised it's not lower. <laughs> That's because low. we all know how much everybody hates Gary Sanchez. And he had a shitty postseason. And yeah. even though it, for most of the postseason he was better behind the plate, he did get a little sloppy in, towards the end of the ALCS. So, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that was when Sanchez came out, uh, or at least the version that all the fans want him to be. Kind of the way Christian feels about Cashman and Boone, I feel about Gary in 2020, assuming they make the postseason again. If he's not going to come up big in the postseason, I'm not going to sit here and say get rid of him. 
but I'm not going to defend him anymore. Plus, I think next year would I didn't the Yankees the last two drafts draft catchers, so those guys would be yeah, another year yeah. of experience. So yeah, I, I I completely agree with that. I I didn't think of it that way. That, I'll give him one more. Yeah, give him give him one more year to really uh, evaluate his talent or whatever if he has a future. But this year, the nah, problem with Yankee fans. Is that I think we're just I'm going <laughs> No, I was just gonna say you look at a guy like Gary and you you see the potential, you see how much talent this guy has, and they're just so quick to give up on him. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not talking about a guy whose talent is up in up in the air for debate. He is an extremely talented player. He's a superstar when it comes to when he maximizes his full potential. You don't just give up on that guy. Give him one more year. The problem with Yankee fans is that they've given up on him two years ago. It's it's just mind-blowing. I think we have to come to the realization that Gary Sanchez is not a player that's ever going to stay healthy for 162 games. I think you have to take that into consideration. And number two, again, this is a point that I like to point out to people. You have to take him at what he is. He's a catcher that hits 30 home runs every year that he he has enough at-bats in. He hits 30 home runs. Right. As his first baseman, is he special? No. As a corner outfielder, is he special? No. As a catcher, is he special? Yes. That bat plays as a catcher. That's something you have to look at. And I think he did enough improvement behind the plate this year. Is he ever going to be a gold glove catcher? No. No. No, he's not. Did he show you enough this season that you feel confident in him that he at least cares enough to get better at his defense? Yes. And that's where the people piss me off, saying he's lazy, he doesn't care about the game. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He worked his ass off to to sh- prove to you assholes that he is better than what he was. And when did Gary Sanchez's offensive production really tail this year? When he got hurt. So we had the Yankees have to figure out a way to keep him fresher. If that means that he only plays four times four a week. times a week and DH is a fifth time, well, you know what? You got to do it. And maybe, you know, then you want to go back and say, maybe now you need to pay a little bit more for a better backup catcher. Okay, whatever. But I think really that needs to be one of their focuses going into 2020 is how to keep Gary Sanchez on the field more. I agree. What do you play, 106 games this year? You got to get that number closer to 130. 130 for a catcher, I think, is fair. 130. But that 106 is actually high given how many games he missed. Well, he played 89 games the previous year. Yeah, I mean... Gary's got to stay healthy. I didn't realize he's had, he's played 27 postseason games already. If you're Gary a Sanchez. fan and you want to complain about Gary Sanchez, it shouldn't be that he's lazy, that he doesn't care, that he sucks at defense. It should be that he can't stay healthy right now. That's his biggest knock for me. That's is his that he can't biggest, stay healthy. Yeah, that that is. is his biggest knock right now. And it's the same type of injury. Because guess what happens when a guy stays healthy and he's seeing pitches more consistently and he's behind the plate a little more consistently? You get better. You don't fucking get better by getting hurt. Just like Christian just said, he came back from that injury. And never was himself again. He was a monster in the beginning of the season. Oh my yeah. god, it was uh, it was awesome. honestly it was insane. And that the injury thing that's bad when you have a player locked up on a contract, but he's still on. You know, he's he's in his arbitration years. If, I don't think he's even in, in his arbitration. Has he hit arbitration yet? No. So yeah, that's not the kind of contract if, you'd be worried about. If Gary stayed healthy this year, he would have hit forty five home runs. I mean, that's the he kind, of, leading, that's the kind he, of pace. Did he hit the most home runs on him the and I remember or Edwin, him and Torres were like neck and neck for a while. Yeah, 
Torres hit 38 this year. Yeah, I, I know, but him and Torres were neck and neck. And, and when he was healthy, he was leading the league for... Oh, oh man, he was phenomenal. Phenomenal this year. He's in year one. Why of do you feel negative about Gary? Outside outside yeah. of the postseason, you feel negative about him because he couldn't stay healthy. Because that guy we were watching, seeing con- consistent pitches and getting consistent at-bats, disappeared because he got hurt. Not in because he sucks. Yeah, he's going to... Spot track is saying that he's, he should make about five and a half million dollars this year, and he's arbitration eligible in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. So, dude, he's gonna he's gonna be underpaid for yeah. his offensive production. I'm sorry, he is at that mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, so I'm he's keep, make, he'll be making a million dollars more than what Romine would have to be. Paid. I'm keeping him, and even if he's uh, even if he's not healthy again this year. That's 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 something the Yankees need to work on. They need to figure out a plan for this yeah. guy to keep him healthy. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see the idiot comments here. I'm just. I'm going to read a few more than I normally would because I really want to. Um. Here we go. Gaspo Carrillo says he can play first base. Carrillo, that's what I was saying before. Really genius. When has Gary Sanchez ever played first base? No, yeah, you could just throw him right out there. That's in. Uh, it's more of like an arbitrary position. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have any talent or anything. You just kind of throw him out there. That's why I was a first baseman. Webby fifteen fifteen says he gets one more season to get his act together. If he doesn't stay off the IL, then I'm done with him. Okay, that's more than fair. And I that's think exactly that what fair. we said. I think that is fair, but again. Money. He's not going to be making that much still after next year. Uh, here, at, I think his uh, handle is in reference to failed Democratic presidential nominee Beto O'Rourke at Beto, Texas. <laughs> um, he just posted us a screenshot of Gary Sanchez's 2019 postseason stats. Okay, you're fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get rid of a guy because he had a bad postseason. You, 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 you people, you don't get it. You just don't get it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was frustrating to see him be lost at the plate in the postseason, but that's not why you're going to get rid of him. No. You don't. It was frustrating. It was beyond frustrating. But why was it frustrating? If he, okay, if he sucked, if he was as bad as everyone thinks he is, would it be frustrating that he wasn't coming through? No. You'd be questioning why he was on the field. Don't sit here and question why he's on the field when you're telling me he's a great player that just didn't come through. How about Meowsies? LOL, the Gary bots are out in full force. What the fuck is a Gary bot? Gary bot. Those are the automatic bots. Oh, so bots come out and hate. No, they hate Gary. Is or, it they hate it, hate they him? They hate or? him or they they like him? I don't know. I don't get this one. But either way, I think it's a stupid comment. <laughs> here, uh. Deseroner says his defense sucks. His head is not in the game. That's the one I read. <laughs> okay, bro. Okay. Yeah. These um, guys just don't know. If you had an open house for Gary Sanchez, you'd have 29 other teams knocking on your door. Thomas Vino. Yankees might want to think of moving him to the DH position. They really can't. <laughs> they could. I think he should DH more in 2020, but they can't make him a full-time DH. And he needs to lose some damn weight if they want to keep him behind the dish because he's so fat. Gary's fat. He looks like fat. Yeah, but he was. You notice how skinny he looked the beginning of the year. Then he got hurt. When Gary gets hurt, he puts on weight. So, again, this goes back to Gary needs to stay healthy. Gary, you fuck. 
Stay healthy, bro. Fucking Larry's fault. It's fucking is Larry's Larry fault. Jeffrey, his home runs can be sexy, but his no contact rate is way too high. We can't have a team of all or nothing hitters. I don't think they had a team of all or nothing hitters this year. I think they were much it better. It wasn't even close. They were much better in being more productive in big spots and putting the bat on the ball. It's just that they didn't do close. it in the postseason. Outside of DJ LeMayo. Do you want to know? I, I killed the narrative on, on Twitter and it didn't go anywhere because people hate being wrong. Everyone's like, we fucking didn't come through in getting base hits. We were too worried about hitting home runs. Okay, in the four games, the Astros beat the Yankees. Right, listen to this. Yeah. In the four games, the Yankees beat the... The Astros beat the Yankees in the ALCS. They scored 21 runs, the Astros. How many of those runs do you think came off of a home run? Mm. Uh, the Astros? The Astros scored 21 runs in the Yankee losses of the ALCS. I'm going to say probably 17 or 18 runs they scored off of home runs. Out of the yeah. 21? Yeah. 15 yeah, of them. Said 15. Okay. It's a bad, 15. Yeah, it's the majority of them. That's a, a, an obnoxious majority. The Yankees scored 10 runs in those games. How many of them came off a home run? Eight. The Astros hit the home run, and that's what they relied on. End of story. Let's get a positive one for Gary here. We'll end it here with Mike Frankel, who says, there is no other catcher with such an explosive bat, which is what I keep telling everybody. He, For a catcher, he is right. special. Yeah. That's why you don't get rid of him. He's young, has a gun, and works well with his pitchers. Another thing that nobody wants to give him credit for, that his no pitchers one steals love him. on him. And yeah, his pitchers love him. Didn't James Paxton credit Gary Sanchez for Game Six of the ALC or Game Five of the ALCS? Did he not go out of his way? He, he referenced sure did. it. Yeah, but that's just words, Christian. He doesn't really mean he it. He gives the Yankees an enormous offensive advantage. He does because he's a catcher that hits thirty home runs. A freaking cannon! You take Gary Sanchez's total package and you put him as a catcher. Outside of really, who? If you want to say JTL Riamuto, fine. Okay, you want to put him. They're comparable with Gary Sanchez. Okay. But outside of that, where are you going? Who's better than Gary Sanchez? No one. And if you wanted to make a point last year to dump him when you knew JTL Remuto was on the trade block, okay. But this year, for what? Austin Romine? Kyle Higashioka? Yep. You're going to bring in Yasmani Grandel, who got benched in the fucking World Series two years ago because of bad defense? Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yep. You know, and I'll close the show on this. You know, I think it was Maggie Gray and Bart Scott that said this on their show that homegrown players in New yes, York they did say this. get more of a leash than guy. And they were, I think they were talking about John Carl Sand when they brought this up. They get, they get more of a leash than guys that are brought in here as superstars, which I agree with. But Gary Sanchez does not get that fucking leash from this fan base. No. Is it because he came out of out of the gate like so friggin' good, and then he had such a bad year last year? It's just these expectations are There's, so hard. Yeah, but look at what he did in 2017. I'll say this. I know, but then 2018 was a terrible year. Yeah, but they were they were trying. I to know. I'm I'm on your side, dude. Trust me. But I'm saying his incredible start to his career in pinstripes maybe set the bar too high for him and these expectations are just glorified because that's what we know that this is the play that's the player we know and that's the player we want it's this it's some two, people aren't good at showing that it's two things one he doesn't speak to the fans we've talked about this before okay that's not a knock on someone who doesn't speak english he's great on social media though he is it's not a knock on someone who doesn't speak english 
it's just a fact that he doesn't speak to us directly. So we don't really know his personality. What does that do? It allows speculation. And Gary just has this look, right, of a guy. I'm sorry to say I don't believe it. He has the look of a guy who can be lazy and not care when he, you know, sometimes he has that look on his face when a ball gets by him. He kind of jogs to it, whatever. He just has that bad rap. And he doesn't speak to us directly to change our thoughts on him. He doesn't. And I think that goes a long way. Name another guy who's homegrown that the fan base absolutely loves who we don't really know their personality. Do you know anything about Gary Sanchez? Do you know anything? Do you know what, you know, anything about him? Do you know anything about anybody? I do. I do. What does Aaron Judge do for fun? No, that's, no, 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 that's not fun. what I'm talking about, what he does for fun. Why? Because you can't hear the inflection in his voice? Because exactly. You just tell, you just... Christian, I am telling you right now, if you took the words that Glaber Torres said after that one game when he said, the most important thing for me is to be humble and to respect the game. If you took that and just punched it into a computer and had a robot say it to you, you would feel completely different about it than hearing the context come out of that player's Mouth, the way he says it, it's important. It's psychology. You don't believe in that shit, but it's real. When Aaron Judge stands up there and he says, you know what? We failed this year and whatever. The way he says that, the way he addresses First that of to all, you. I never said I didn't believe is, in is it, but I also think it's stupid on the fans' part that feel It that is. Way. I'm not saying that it's not stupid. I'm telling you why I think he doesn't connect with the fan base. And I think that's a big part of it. We don't know how he feels about anything. We're just hearing words come out of someone else. We don't know how strongly he feels about. What if he wasn't? Things. What if he couldn't speak? What if he had, didn't have vocal cords? Why? So people then you, would empathize with him. Okay, so then you have to let his actions speak for themselves, and I 100%. think that he did enough for me this year to show that he didn't want to be quote fat and lazy. And we his are fucking the problem is that he gets hurt too often. That is yes, his biggest knock. One hundred percent. So you know what, Yankees, don't let Gary Sanchez get hurt this year, please. He's got to play one hundred and thirty games this year. Even if 30 of them have to be at, at DH. He's got to be on yeah, the field right, for 130 right, games right. this year. I agree. All right. So week two of the keep them and dump them's are down. I think the only one uh, that we said to dump were we unit. No, Ryan wanted to keep J-Hap. Yeah, I, I'd vote to keep J-Hap. Did you vote to dump anybody? No. I'm I, keeping all of this whole group. I, I only want to get rid of Hap, and I think Chris only wanted to get rid of Hap. Uh, you were on the Romine. fence with Romine, right? Oh, yeah, no, no, I dumped Romine as well. That's true. I dumped Romy, the homie. Some homie. Yeah, well, you know. Got dumped. Friends come and friends go. True. Anyway, thank you for listening to episode 150 of the NYYST podcast. Next week, we will wrap up the... Uh, keep them dumping. The keep them dumping. So we got some bangers in there. Obviously, we gave a spoiler alert that two of them are going to be Edwin Encarnacion and Aroldis Chapman. And even though their fates are kind of sealed we still do want you to vote on if you if you was up to you what would you do in those situations and then um can't think of the fifth one off my head I don't don't give it out i know two of them i know them can't think of the other one right now i don't all right so uh follow us on twitter at nyy sports talk please go to itunes leave us a five-star rating and review subscribe to the show on youtube it's that guy, Ryan. Chris, say goodbye. Peace!